Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake here. And Jake, I have a special person today. Why don't you uh, uh, tell me a little bit about that? His name is Jordan Thomas, and uh, he's joined with us today. And Jordan is a recent uh, college graduate, uh, just graduated with a communications degree with an emphasis in public relations. And uh, he's an aspiring writer, poet. He would like to go into the field of public relations. And most importantly, and why we're talking to him, is he is a young man who loves Yah. And uh, we think he has some interesting things. And we uh, we found him interesting and thought you might enjoy hearing from him. And and, uh, and if you don't already follow Jordan, uh, you can find him at Pensive Poet on Instagram. And we'll go through some other places you can find him. But it's Pensive Poet 97 on Instagram. Well, Jordan, welcome to Sabbath Lounge. Thank you again for having me. It's uh, truly a blessing and honor. Great. Well, we're, we're so glad that uh, that it worked out and you and you had time for us today. So, and um, all right. Well, without further ado, well, we got some questions for you, and uh, we look forward to to hearing about what what what's going on in your life. All right. Uh, so first up, so uh, you've already written some books. As far as I can tell, right? So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about those? Yes, I've written them over the course of 2015, 2016, and 2017, respectively. My first two were poetry books, titled Joys and Pains and Ascension. And while those were written when I wasn't saved, I still gleam from them still a lot of poems and sentiments have to remain true even to this day my third one is create execute repeat about leveraging creativity in just different aspects of life especially business and one's own craft and learning how to hone in one's professional and personal endeavors without losing that spark of creativity along the way because it could be easy to do that going forward in life to lose that creative spark. And I want that book to encourage people to never lose that and to continue to refine that gift, that God-given gift of creativity in anything they do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think it's... uh... That's a, a good message that people need to hear because uh, uh, it's easy to to lose what got you what what started you down a path when you when you start getting into like business side of things. It's easy to get tangled up in all the minutia instead of uh, sticking with what brought you to the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one well, we serve a creative God. You know he. He created yeah. everything, and so we know that he's creative and, and we're made after his image. And I think most humans are happy when they're creating something, and people mm-hmm. just have to find out what is their thing. You know, for us, yeah. this is this is one of those things. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jake and I both are somewhat in the design world and what we do, 
And so that that's a form of create creation, but you know, creating content like this is also, and um, I think um, y'all put this in us, and, and uh, we have to we have to do it. We we can't not create. Definitely, we need that more in this day and age, especially there's an increase in wickedness in a lot of agendas, especially in the uh, music realm. A lot of demonic symbolism growing more prevalent. Even in certain church circles within the music, there can be a lot of witchcraft if we're not careful. That's why we need to test the spirits and truly examine if everything we're being given is from Yah, because not all of it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. We have a lot of recent examples of that for sure. So. Yeah. And it's one of those things, especially, you know, um, parents need to plug in and, and wake up because there's a lot of parents out there asleep at the will and are letting social media raise their children and their children are struggling. You know, I just hear all kinds of reports of families with young kids saying that, you know, their kid is depressed and all these things that shouldn't be happening to you when you're 13, 14, 17, 18, even in their 20s adults struggling with some of these things and I think some of it is just the saturation of the social media and the in the world around us you know so that's great um, so in Jordan I understand you've published uh, multiple articles online as well the most recent one was regarding I surgery that I had last month uh, growing up I've had glaucoma in my right eye from a very young age. And it's not very common to have among adolescents. But I dealt with it anyway. What's the name of the article? It's called A Force That Can't Be Forced. And when I say force, I'm talking about a combination of determination and endurance. Especially endurance because there are going to be different things in life that are brought our way that we don't expect but they were used um, they were instruments of God's sovereignty for us to respond instead of react and how we respond and responding in a way that glorifies Yah and this was different from the surgery and while I wasn't expecting it that just thought my year off I dealt with it anyway because it was something I had gone through before. And with that example, um, it's just an example of an occurrence in life that will allow us to really press into God and humbly seek Him because we don't know what tomorrow brings. It's not promised. And the best we can do is stay in prayer and adapt accordingly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think it's important to uh, have the perspective of when hard hardships are around that it it should be a humbling experience that draws us closer to Yah instead of pushing us away. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good. All right. So and Jordan, you. It, as uh, some of you may have heard, um, Jordan likes to sing, and we know you like music, so 
Tell us a little bit about, do you currently have anything recorded? Like, could I, I, I do see that you've got something on Spotify, but do you have anything recorded? Not recently. My main song I've put out is Back to the Road. And I had put that out back in 2019, October of that year. And I had written down those lyrics. August of that same year. And essentially, the song is about um, just all of us returning back to the ancient path and returning back to God's ways as they were taught in that time period and learning to humble ourselves and stop um, trying to overthrow God's authority by replacing it with church traditions and rabbinical traditions and just get back to what Yeshua taught in fullness, which is Torah. Amen to that. Yeah, that's a good, uh, I like the premise behind that song. Mm-hmm. And the rule, I'm referring to Revelation twenty two sixteen. Oh, okay. And Octane of David. Interesting. Yeah, we'll definitely have to try to check that out. Is that on your Spotify? It's down right now, but it'll be up soon, but it's still on YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay, so we have YouTube pulled up too, and uh, so if we, so is it on, oh, I see, I see you've got a personal testimony about uh, Back to the Root, where you probably tell the story of the song. The song in my faith, too. Okay. I just called it the same name. Oh, okay. 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 So we encourage you to listen to that, and I'll have a link to that back to the root uh, in, in Jordan Thomas's YouTube. Great. Awesome. And so um, you've been talking about, you know, back in 2015, early that time, you said it was kind of before you were, were born again. Um, what's the... So... Tell us a little bit about how you kind of came to Torah. Uh, do you have, like, a uh, church background? Are you coming out of something? Both Matt and I come out of a... Uh, I come out of an evangelical church, and Matt comes out of Church of Christ, and so that's kind of our background. So uh, kind of where, where are you coming from in terms of your Torah journey, and, uh, like, how long have you been walking in Torah? I've been in this journey now for the last four years. And to be frank, I'm currently attending two different congregations on different days. Uh, one side of the congregation and another one on Sunday. Because I want to be a light wherever I'm planted. And I'm going to get more into this in the next few questions, but I want to be a vessel for the Messianic community and terms of being a light and being a seed sower and sowing seeds to um, places where I may not always agree doctrinally. I think sometimes we get a bad rep in the Torah community and it's not fair to generalize everybody, but there can still be that um, sense of, of extremeness. Yeah, yeah, that's but it's all about 
Go ahead. It's essentially all about going back to Yeshua and doing the things he did. And if we truly love him, then we, we have no issue doing what he did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and I do think we do, you know, we need to bridge the gap between those two worlds um, a little bit more. And I think that there are people in, in churches that are hungry uh, for for this kind of information, and they want to go deeper than they've done before, and uh, you know, I think there are some people that uh, that want to listen. I mean, let's face it, uh, I, I came out of church, and so right. and, and if I did, I know there's other people that are interested in it as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, an interesting dynamic because you know, a lot of us when we come to Torah, we're like, you know, we're we're realizing the lies that we heard in church, and we're like. We just want to get out of there. We want to do the come out of her, my people situation. And then it, uh, it, it's hard to reach people that way. And I, and I think about how, you know, Yeshua, he, he still went into the synagogues talking to people that didn't, didn't believe in him, you know? Yeah. And Sally Church has become a business. I saw a recent upload of yours that church is a business and sadly I agree because it's become a whole system where people are taught to teach certain things and leave out certain things and it's very uh, rigid and not in a good way right yeah yeah for sure awesome well um, Jake I think you're next okay so uh, I don't know Tell us a little. So we're we're in Texas, uh, and I'm originally from Pennsylvania. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is like living in California, and with the combination of being a Torah follower? Mm. It's a double trouble to be honest, because on one hand, California in and of itself is not a very godly state, but I do believe every state has a remnant. But as a whole, its livelihood, its lifestyle, and what it promotes and normalizes is the complete antithesis of everything in the Bible. And on the other hand, um, Americanized Christianity is running rampant. And that's a battle in and of itself to deal with. Yeah, you kind of, uh, um, Yeshua says that uh, he came for the sick. And California is definitely uh, ill right now, I think. Yeah, sometimes I feel like Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people feel that same way. But we can't be prideful because we... We're once in that same state. Exactly. And I try to keep that in mind. Yeah, a great example is just look at our Torah portion, you know, with uh, how, how patient Yah is with Israel, you know, and they just continue yeah. time and time and time again to fail him and do all the wrong things. And uh, if he is patient with them and us, uh, we have to be patient with people around us as well. Mm-hmm. Especially the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. I think more needs to be done with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's good. 
Well, Jordan, do you think that more young adults are being drawn to the Torah community? You know, is it um, is it something that's happening, or is that just my imagination? I definitely believe there were um, <clears throat> there were more young people being drawn to Torah, not just in California but in the United States as a whole. I saw many of them on social media. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and uh, why do you think that is? Honestly, I think people are tired of being given the same regurgitated messages for um, mainstream Christianity and always stopping at salvation but never going beyond that. Never about the gospel of the kingdom and about God giving us these instructions and never learning why other than to show how sinful we are that we can't keep it, but passages like Luke 1.6 and Deuteronomy 30 verses 10 through 14 prove otherwise. Exactly. People make God out to be arbitrary and giving us commands that he knew we wouldn't keep. Like God is not sadistic. And I think younger people truly want to know the heart of the Father and truly seek for that sense of authenticity, alluding back to the um, foundation of the faith as shown in the book of Acts. We always want to lament that we're not like the book of Acts, but we refuse to do what the apostles did, which is keeping the Sabbath and the feast days and adhering to what is clean and called food by God. Some people view those things as uh, arbitrary and Vain, but God gives everything for a reason, and we as the clay can't question the part of actually an idea. Yeah, no, that's well said. Amen. That's exciting. Yeah, uh, especially you know uh, for us uh, to hear that uh, that that you're seeing that, and that's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're spot on with the authentic authenticity. They're not seeing a lot of that in. Uh, in churches necessarily and then uh um you hit on something that you know we talk a lot about on this channel is uh you know it's it's not that they couldn't keep it it's that they refuse to keep it and yeah uh, so that's i think that's a major point that gets missed and we're just beat down with oh you can't keep it you can't keep it can't be done hebrews 8 8 says that finding finding fault with them keyword is them not it's not God's fault. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's kind of along the same lines about um, people waking up to Torah. What do, what do you see is, are some of the biggest issues for young adults in the Torah community? One of the biggest issues I see is um, there was a lack of fellowship. I mean, in-person fellowships, but I don't blame them because there aren't that many congregations around because this is not very popular to teach. And we end up replacing ministry and replacing fellowship with online um, mediums, which isn't bad in and of itself, but having that as the primary mean is not always good. And because of that, we end up becoming talked to and fro by different winds of doctrine 
and different sources on YouTube, which aren't always accurate, it's important to study context, biblical, historical, and cultural context, and to not overcomplicate things. And sometimes in the quote-unquote Hebrew Ruth movement, we tend to, um, there tends to be extra and extra information that has not always been um, analyzed properly, and it gets, it gets passed off. I think people shouldn't be in such a rush to separate themselves from making Christianity that they end up losing sight of Yeshua and what he truly came to do, um, which is to magnify and fully preach the Torah in its fullness, which includes the weightier matters. Because if all we do is keep Shabbat and eat clean and wear it and fringes and everything like that, but our hearts haven't changed and our behavior hasn't changed, then all we pretty much have is a change of address. It both matter and go hand in hand, and that's always been the central theme. God always desired repentance. He always desired our hearts to be fully aligned with what He is doing for us and His plan of salvation. It's always been about the heart. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That was very well said. Yeah, the uh, that's something that we found early on too. This uh, uh, lack of fellowship—it's it's hard to find people that are doing the same thing. And then, like you were saying, you go online and uh, find you, you get into your little Torah bubble, and then everything you hear, you just think is right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's important to have that fellowship so you can bounce your your thoughts off other people and make sure what you're actually thinking is, is kind of not that's how, that's how you're testing the spirit, right? That that you're listening to is, is through reading and fellowship with other believers. And on the flip side, um, I think mainstream and uh, Protestant Christians, I think ought to open themselves up more when it comes to communicating with people in the tour community, because, it's easy to give people in the Torah community a bad rep, but there's a lot of slander that goes on. Uh, you call it a Pharisee or a Judaizer or a legalist. And those terms, I call them the buzzwords of uh, Christianity, the same way buzzwords are like racist and sexist and homophobic and things like that. But they get slinged around so much without um, a full understanding of their meaning. Yeah, no substance to it. Yeah. Yeah, I recently heard somebody talking about um, legalism, and they're like, uh, their point was, I think it actually was Michael Rude, and he and they made a video about uh, it's what you're calling legalism is is maybe obedience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and to, yeah. to a certain extent, and so, but you're right. People say these things, and they. I, I, I don't think they understand sometimes what they're saying. And a lot of times you can make an argument that modern day in many churches and even probably what I was a part of, we, that was kind of pharisaical in the way it was, you know, it, they made up these extra rules that didn't exist. And, uh, and, and they kind of had that, 
that kind of attitude um, about yeah. that. And then, but they'll follow those rules, but they are so offended that we would say, go back to the Bible. It's just, you know, it's. Yeah, it boggles my mind. There are a lot of traditions that contradict scripture. Yeah, or, or just don't make sense and can't be found anywhere. Mm -hmm. Just so what people do. Well, um, Jake. Yep. So uh, since you're out of college and uh, on the move, so where do you see yourself in the next 20 years? Big picture. I see myself as an uncle, which I'm going to be in a few months. Mm. Potentially living in Texas, maybe. Well, we would maybe be somewhere on a ranch. <laughs> yeah, we would be glad to have you. Yeah, there's a congregation over there that I love, Triumph and Truth Ministries. Oh yeah, 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 I like them. them I think they're the actually not too far from us. Yeah, they're in our backyard. Oh yeah. It was them and Betsy Sewer that brought me to the Messianic faith. I started watching Rabbi Greg Hirschberg. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, well, that uh, that sounds like a good plan. And you know, before you started the show by singing a song, but before we get to that, I want you to be thinking about: Could you sing us something? And uh, is there anything else that uh, that? that you want to talk about that we haven't got to. I would like to give a word of encouragement for those who are going to be listening, especially in this same walk with uh, Yeshua the Messiah. Um, fellow Messianics, uh, for those like myself, while there are good sources when it comes to the internet and stuff, don't let that the main source where you get your doctrine from. I think it's important to sort of sit and have a local teacher, a local um, teacher of the Torah, which I'm thankful for that because they're not easy to find. So I would say be in prayer about that. And if that's not doable, then surround yourself with like-minded believers. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, and I like what you said about prayer. You know, um, this this last last year or so, I've really kind of understood prayer in a different way. You know, um, you know, it's easy to pray for a new house, a new car. I think there's a lot of things we can pray for that sometimes Yah's like, oh, okay. Um, but when we when we pray for things like uh, a place to fellowship with. Those are things that, that are in his will. Those are things yeah. he wants. And, and, and he is going to bless you because you're not praying for things that, that are outside the will of him. And he says, ask, seek, and knock, and you're going to find. And um, I think that's such a great prayer. And there are organizations like the Psalm 119 Fellowship Finder Map. And you can, mm -hmm. you know, that's actually how some of our group kind of came together was, was using that uh uh, the website, or I guess that's not really an app, but on the website, they found us and we found each other. And, you know, that's how a lot of fellowships start. And um, what a blessing that that's out there. But uh, but you're, you're so right about finding people when, and Jake, you know, as well about 
uh, about being able to to discuss things and just kind of check and make sure you know you're not really thinking things that are off base. It's good to verbalize those things in a, with your with your fellow believers and. You can kind of keep each other in check and sharpen each other's iron, if you will. Yeah, I kind of see it similar to, uh, I mean, really anything that you're going to go talk to other people about. I mean, when you come home and you're with your family, that's the time to, you know, flesh out ideas that you might have before you take them out into the world. Because your family is a loving, you know, protected environment that will shoot down your dumb ideas in a loving way. Whereas if you just start spouting stuff out, out in the world, you know, it's, you're not, you're not going to a friendly crowd usually. So, um, similarly, uh, with fellowship, it's good to work those things out inside your fellowship and hear different back and forth before you start taking these ideas to people. Cause you want to be, you don't want to be spreading, you know, false, false, uh, ideas that you later yeah. come back and find out, oh, that wasn't right. Cause you can't put all the feathers back in the pillow after you've dumped it in the wind, you know? Yeah. And even if you don't agree, as far as theology goes, I have many friends now in the, um, in messianic congregations and we still find common ground. It's important to remember that we're not each other's enemy. There's one flock. You should recall there to be one flock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a great, great point. Well, Jordan, those are the, the, those are great last words. We really appreciated you taking time today to, to, um, to talk to you and, and, uh, we'll say again, you know, you can find Jordan Thomas and Spotify and Twitter and, um, YouTube and YouTube and then Twitter. What, what's your handle in Twitter? It's uh, Pensive Poet 97. Yep. Same as Instagram. Okay. So Pensive Poet 9.7. He's got a LinkedIn profile and uh, TikTok and YouTube. And, uh, and also, if you know someone that uh, is hiring uh, and you need a, um, a young man in commu- the field of communications and public relations, uh, we found, found your guy. We've already, already found him. We did it. We did the work for you. That's right. So, <laughs> Uh, well, Jordan, do you, do, if you have it on your heart. Um... Okay, so I have one. Um, I haven't put it out yet, but I'm hoping that someday officially record it. That sounds great. Uh, the, the title is Example or, ex- example or Excuse. Uh, are you sure it's either one's example or their excuse? Upon that day that we all await, the time for us to repent will be too late. What had been obscured? It will show in the light To show if we live in the way That Yahweh deems the right 
For there will be one who shall overcome, and others who trample upon the grace of the Son. Examine and fight, and abolish your fight, and see if you truly abide in Christ crucified. The foundation was laid right from the start. Return on to him with all of your heart. He stands at the door, providing a way, wholeheartedly turn and obey. For it's not always easy, but he is with you. And helping to live out his permanent truth, eventually we all will have to choose. Go on and choose. Is he your example with you? Pretty straightforward. Wow, that's that fantastic. Awesome. That's great. I can't wait to. To have that one out, my wife will love that song. Yeah, tell, <laughs> tell us the name of it again. Example or excuse? Example or excuse? All right, and um, all right. That's great. Well, that seems like a good place to leave it with. And Jordan, we just uh, pray that y'all will continue to bless you as you seek him and follow his ways. And we look forward to. Uh, seeing what happens with you. And uh, and, and uh, we know we can follow you on social media and kind of keep up with things going on in your life and just reach out if you ever need anything from us. We'd be happy to help in any way. I appreciate it. And likewise, you're blessing. Well, thank you. I appreciate you uh, taking time today to talk to us. And so, uh, Jake had a great interview. It touched greatness with Jordan Thomas. That's uh, right. Definitely uh, look forward to other things that are coming coming his way so that's yeah, exciting yeah it's exciting and uh, so this is matt and jake signing out